guys, we're back. We are back. With a vengeance, because we have a question for all of you. What's that question? What is better on the Guts album? Making the Bed or Love is Embarrassing? And this is Olivia Rodrigo, for anybody listening who's not like a giant fan of Olivia Rodrigo. I'm very much team Making the Bed. I very much Love is Embarrassing. I just think... It's not my favorite song on the album, but I prefer it to Making the Bed. I think Love is Embarrassing is cool and like has a good vibe. I think something about... A lot of those notes in the chorus feel like off to me, like they're little blue notes that don't need to be blue. They're cute. They're off. Sometimes you got a little need a little blue and in your life. Making the bed's just like a hypnotic, like arms up, like emotional. And she's like thematically vert like lyrically, she's really giving you something. Yeah. Something yeah. <laughs> I just I just prefer love is embarrassing. Okay. I'm so sorry. Well, Making I, well, the bed I think is a good ballad, but there are other ballads on guts that I prefer. Like like logic. Oh. Logical is great. You don't yeah. prefer Lacey to Making the Bed, do you? I prefer Lacey to Making okay, the Bed. Okay, I love Lacey. I am a Lacey stan here at Two Game Ads. Well, Skin sh- like pup pastry. Let's go. Show's over. See you guys. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Two Game Maps, the podcast. It's Matt Palmer. And it's Matt Steele. And guys, it feels like it's been forever, even though if you just listen to this podcast, you're like, what? The, nothing happened. You were you put out a podcast last week. You're putting out one this week. Why are we acting like this is a big homecoming special? But for us, it is. We don't generally take a lot of breaks. And maybe yeah. we should try to do that more. But in the past... I don't know, nine or ten days, I have been a traveling soldier. To yeah, in the, the past nine or ten days, we have done nothing to game ads related because you went on your trip. Yes. We didn't have like a Friday morning video that we usually have. Yes. And so it's kind of like, and you know, when you have sort of like a regimented schedule mm-hmm. um, and then you suddenly like are off of that schedule, <laughs> right. you're kind of just like, wait, what was my life before? Like, it feels like two game ads was another lifetime ago, even though it was just like, what, 10 days ago right. that we've done a two game ads thing. Exactly. But, oh my God, how much did you miss me, Matt Palmer? I mean, I, um, yeah, I'm um, so happy. Uh, uh, I'm so happy to see you now. Thank you. But I will say, you know, if you have been following my adventures on Instagram, I went home to Atlanta to see my family, my parents, but most importantly, my new nephew, baby Matthew. How's he? Does he, he do is, any tricks yet? He Say does, any words? Cartwheels? No, no, no. This is like a two, month old so well, I don't you know, think you can yeah, teach a two month old how to do cartwheels you can throw them in the pool and teach them how to not drown okay all of these are bad ideas <laughs> do, you, do you watch those videos this is so off topic where like people just throwing those babies in the pool I have not seen a pool I saw someone sliding down on like a bumpy slide with a very young baby oh, I like, saw that video. Was like what the fuck are you doing I okay know. This would never happen for baby Matthew. <laughs> baby Matthew was very beautifully cared for by his parents, but I did get to hold him and meet him. And like, he's a baby that like is either in like a lovely mood, very sweet, or but like as soon as he gets tired, he doesn't like to be tired. He's very much like, I know I should go to sleep, but I don't want to miss a thing, to quote Aerosmith. Okay. Uh, and so he just gets very fussy. And like his fussiness is like so funny because he's like stretches out. Like he like sure. is like his emotions are going throughout his entire body. And I'm like, ah. Oh. Sounds like a performer. I mean. <laughs> he feels it from head to toe. He is expressing Ab- visually through Abs- the limbs. And we love a visual expressor. And Bay Matthew is just such a lovely, and he's 
so unbearably cute that it's like that is a beautiful baby how (laughs) are you going to get mad at this child as it grows up because it's just so very cute he's just the cutest thing you've ever seen so it was so lovely to uh hang out with baby matthew and my parents are of course as obsessed with him as i am and you know his parents are obsessed as well but they're the ones having to be like oh well we're not really sleeping (laughs) and we're just like oh isn't he perfect even his cry is cute isn't he perfect here you go here you are see ya see you tomorrow (laughs) exactly so that was the first half of my track and then i went on Wednesday of this week, I went back to New York because my friends Ro and Melanie just got married that Wednesday. And congratulations to you both. And they had a little cocktail party celebration for friends and family. And so that was really lovely. And uh, their friends are have always been so nice and great. It was like I'm the only one, not to brag, but the only one who was there from like high school and earlier on Ro's side of things. So I was like, I don't know anyone. And Jackson can come with me. So I literally was just walking up to the like, couples and being like, Hi, how do you know the happy Hi, couple? Who are, you? who are you? Give me attention. Do you know who I am? I am of two gay max. And everyone was so nice and lovely, but it's like, how long can you glom onto a couple and not be like, okay, I need to give them some space. So I would glom on sure. for a good 10 minutes and then I would go make another round. And you know me, as much as like, of course, we're literally on the internet filming ourselves right now, but I'm pretty much like, I don't, like a new person is tough for me. I'm very much more about like the people I know get all of me and then the people I don't know. I haven't deemed you safe yet. True. So I had to break down that wall. It was, I was so brave. You are so brave. I'm so brave. And Uh, you did that in New York City. I know. Oh. Which I have not been to since 2017. Oh, is it? It's really great. It's very similar. Uh, But then that evening I went and met up with my friend Hunt, who I uh, went to college with, and he was uh, my roommate for like years and years. And I stayed with my friend Ashley on Long Island the whole time. It was great to have a little reuniting moment for all three of us. We lived together in Bay Ridge for like our last place together before I moved out to LA like 10 years ago. We'll talk about a Broadway show that I saw. Which, I mean, if you've listened to this podcast before, you probably can guess what I saw. But it was really good. Okay. <laughs> um, and also it was just great to like walk around the city again. I went to Bay Ridge and like walked out by my old apartment and then went out to West 4th Street. And like I was, you know, going by the old stomping grounds of like when I went to college and like I would be taking this walk. I like went through Washington Square and then went to Union Square. I was like, oh, I'd always do this walk because I was so in love with my friend's roommate who just got married. So, you know, congratulations to Joe. Congratulations, <laughs> just, Joe. Just got married. But uh, yeah, so I would do that walk. And then I went up to where the Shake Shack when I used to be at the 26th Street uh, apartment. I went to that Shake Shack. It's really beautiful now in, uh, I think it's Madison Square Park. Then I walked all the way up to Bryant Park, went to Times Square. Like I was, I did more walking on this trip to New York than I ever did. When did I you went to like discover like being uh, back in New York after such a long time? Like, oh wow, square mile age. It's very small. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. It is. Like you can, you can get through block. You can power through blocks. Girl. It's true. I mean, I, it was a lot of walking, but mm-hmm. it's like, it's not like walking in LA where it's like, if you go a block, it's going to take you. Oh, oh sure. <laughs> and you walk an entire block and you're yeah. like, wait, what do you mean? There's not like a traffic light where I can cross the street exactly. here. I have to go another block. LA is not a real city. I will tell anyone that. Um, <laughs> and it, it drives me nuts. It's but. just not a city for walkers. No. Like if you're someone who loves to walk, I mean, there are neighborhoods for you, but in general. It's a glorified suburb and we love that for people. <laughs> but like when it comes to like city, city, right. like 
NYC, baby. Absolutely. It was just really great to be back after such a long time. And I'm so glad the friends that I saw are doing so well. And um, I've like my friend Ashley works at a school on Long Island and she actually lives essentially on campus. So I got to like tour her school around and see she's an English teacher and all the kids seemed very nice. It seemed like a, like a very Westminster-esque kind of school. Okay. So it was just it was just a really fun, good visit. It felt like the right length of time. And I don't know. I, I, I New York's a great place and I hope I can get there more often. Yeah. It didn't make me want to move back. I will say it did not. Okay. I was like, LA is easier than New York, if that makes sense. Like it Fair, just is like sure. easier to get around. I know. I always wonder that all the time because I'm like, oh, I would love to live in New York again. Cause you know, I'm from Jersey. Right. And and you know, that the vibe of the Northeast Coast, like, is, you know, so me and, yes. and everything. And I love living in New York. But I always think I'm like, oh, but I lived in New York in my late teens and early twenties. Exactly. Now, uh, like, like I am that in, I am a bit older yes. and a little more settled in my ways or whatever. Like, yes. would I have like the tolerance level to deal with the stuff, you know, you have to deal with right. living, like I whenever I'm in New York, I'm always just now that I'm an adult, I'm like, logistically, if I had to go to the hospital, like How, that must suck. I know to, tr- like, to get to a hospital in New York City because you're just so inconvenienced by so much going right. on and around. It's like you. if you call an ambulance, like that's mm-hmm. gonna be so much money and like will it be just sitting in traffic? Yes. No, that kind of stuff is something to consider. Sure. You know? Yeah, but I I would love to give it another whirl. Okay. Yeah. Well, I would love a, br- a brownstone. Well, I will go visit you there and Thank then fly you. on back here. Thank you very much. <laughs> Matt Steele. Yes. How was your week? It was good. It was a lot of no two game mats. And yes. um, I did do another baby thing like you. Oh, cool. I my One of my best friends uh, that I went to NYU with, Lauren, she's having a baby. She's due uh, any second now. Oh, my goodness. And I didn't realize it was happening. Oh, so... the due date is happening. Oh, my gosh, Lauren. We're very excited. Congratulations. I know. So, so Lauren's about to pop. <laughs> and to pop. She's about to pop. <laughs> and, and it's really great because her baby shower was actually supposed to be August 20th or whatever, the day of the hurricane. Mm-hmm. The day of the hurricane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but it was the restaurant, you know, that was having it, was hosting it, right. canceled that day. And so they were like, oh, we need to reschedule for uh, October 8th. And right. she was just like, oh, that's so close to my due date. But I guess if that's all you can do, because <laughs> um, she was really scared that she was going to like have the baby before the, the shower. Totally. But don't worry. It all happened according to plan. That's Everything amazing. was great. We played all the games and we played a game where it was like, here are a bunch of stuff on their registry mm-hmm. and like a bunch of pictures and everything. And you have to guess how much each thing was. How'd you do? Oh, awful. <laughs> oh, oh, there it is horrifying how expensive some things are, especially compared to other things. Like there are some things where I was like, oh, this has to be 200 plus dollars. And mm-hmm. it's like $60 and some things where I'm like, oh, this has to be $60. And it's like, this is $500. Ooh. And it's like, that's scary. Um, so I don't know if I'll be having a baby anytime soon. That's but like, okay. You know, one day, one day, when I have a guy who can afford that five hundred dollar thing that I need, <laughs> that five hundred dollar little high chair or whatever. I, I look forward to that day for you. Yeah, that'll be really beautiful. Yeah, and then he's gonna buy it. And I'm gonna be like, what? You spent five hundred dollars on this goddamn high chair for to stick the baby on your lap and shove food in his mouth? But that's why you have a registry. Someone else can buy it. That's true. You know, I love what that. What are you gonna buy me on my baby registry? I'll have to see what it is, and I'll I'll set a uh, max. I'll spend, and I'll buy something around that. It'll probably be a hundred dollars. Oh, yeah. Okay. So not the five hundred dollars. So essentially, like nothing my baby can use. It's fine. I think there are things under a hundred dollars that a baby can use. But will it will the baby like it? My baby has a high taste. This baby is taste. as of right now imaginary, so I'm not too worried about it. Listen, that. my baby's <laughs> probably gonna look like uh your nephew. Hopefully. <laughs> because because your nephew is half redhead. That's true. That's yeah. true. Susan and I redhead. intend on fully marrying you well, eventually. I don't know that that's on the table for us. Listen, it'll probably happen at some point. I don't I don't know that it will. But is there anything else you'd like to say about your week? I don't think so. Nothing right. really insanely exciting happened. Well, let's jump into the news for idiots. Did you see? 
who will be narrating Miss Britney Spears' upcoming memoir set to be released on, I believe, the 24th of October, The Woman and Me. Thanks, Michelle, Britney tweets, because Michelle Williams, actress, not Destiny Child member, will be uh, narrating the book from top to bottom. Brittany herself is going to narrate the introduction. Okay. Uh, she says this book has been a labor of love and the emotions that come with it. Reliving uh, everything has been exciting, emotional, and heart-wrenching to say the least. For that reason, I will only be reading a small part of my audiobook. I am grateful the, for the amazing Michelle Williams to be reading the rest of it. And Michelle Williams herself has stated, I stand with Brittany. I love Michelle Williams. I mean, five time Academy Award nominee Michelle Williams. Is it five? It's five. Yeah, sure. I believe um, you. I love her so much. This is such a great choice for her. I mm. want them to win Grammys on the same day, <laughs> like for like best audiobook or whatever that. That would be amazing. Is. So they could have the little matching Grammys. They could show up together. Michelle will be like, we'll say a couple words, but then she'll give Britney the airtime. Give her this. Let Britney make the speech and everything. Do you think mm. because like it's such a high profile person that's like gonna win this Grammy baby that they would show that Grammy award on the actual I could program. see them doing that. Yeah. I, I love that you're just like, it's she's going to win confirmed. Like, Hello. I don't know, like, period. It's Michelle Williams, and also the book is going to be Pulitzer worthy. Of course. So I also love that Michelle Williams will be, well, she'll have a Grammy, because she's been nominated for Oscars and does not, has yes. not won. Okay. So she will have an Emmy and a Grammy. Great, so she's closer to an EGOT. So she's pretty close to an EGOT. So I hope she wins, but I will say, not to just make, turn everything to be about Mariah, which Adam Parnell says I do, it is complete and utter bullshit that she did, got, did not get nominated for audiobook at the Grammys for uh, the Mariah Carey memoir. Like, I will never be okay with that. Like, it's just insane and ridiculous. And it just feels like you overlooked her on purpose because what she did in that audiobook is like awe inspiring. It was like she's giving you vocals, she's giving you emotions, she's expressing herself in such a beautiful way. And you can't throw her a nomination. Still mad. Guys, what about justice? <laughs> That's the thing. Guys. We need justice for the meaning of Mariah Carey because it deserved more. But I cannot wait and I can't wait to listen to it in, uh, you know, a little over a week now. Oh, my God. It's that soon? And yes, yeah, very soon. And the uh, Spotify has updated how they are doing their audiobooks. And if you're a premium member, I think you get one free audiobook a month. So when you listen to Britney, you can just do it straight on your uh, Spotify. This is not sponsored by Spotify, which it was. Mm. But uh, that's going to make it way easier than me having to like figure out Audible again and like pay for this thing. I mean, Audible's not hard. It is a little hard. No, it's not. It is a Girl, little hard. I can figure out Audible. Not uh, that I figure out Audible a lot. That's what I'm like, saying. You don't even remember. When was the last thing you listened on there? Mariah? Uh, probably Jackson's book. Oh, yeah, Jackson's Jack, book. Jack Jackson's audio uh, Which came uh, first, drama. Mariah's or Jackson's book? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe it was Mariah's thing. They came out like around the same it was time, a, right? I was a big year. You know what? It might be Mariah's because I think Mariah's was 2021 and Jackson's was 2020, wasn't it? That it was sounds Jackson's? right. Jackson's okay. was like October. The Sea in the Sky, available now. Absolutely. Audible. Get on it. Um, so yes, I'm very excited about that. Uh, she also, Brittany, released a teaser for this upcoming memoir and the quotes that are coming from it. I actually envy people who know how to make fame work for them. My demeanor was innocent and it wasn't an act. I didn't know what I was doing. I felt like I was living on the edge of a cliff. I don't want it to be real. This is just a dream. If you stood up for me when I couldn't stand up for myself from the bottom of my heart, thank you. No one really knows what I thought until now. Okay. I'm just excited. I can't wait to hear what she has to say. I think it is going to be a great, great book. Uh, did you see that Beyonce has deigned to leave her home for Taylor Swift? She was on the Eras Tour red carpet, and I feel like 
even though we've all kind of known that they've respected each other and have been friends or at least friendly since the whole Kanye gate thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like seeing them together has, I hope on the internet in Stan Twitter, quieted some Stan Wars because the Beyonce beehive versus the Swifties was getting a little out of hand. Yes. So even seeing the picture and the reel of the two of them together, it's like, see how they acknowledge each other and respect each other and like each other. Like all of you Queens can calm down now. Oh, completely. Right. Yeah. But do you think maybe in like some sort of world, Beyonce wasn't there because she likes Taylor Swift. Maybe she was there to scope everything out and be like, how do I do this better? I mean, I, I don't think it's exactly that. I think she's just like supporting Taylor, but also like, yeah, Taylor's doing this right. The rollout's going very well. I believe that the Taylor Swift movie earned like $95 million this weekend. Sure. So yeah. I'm sure Beyonce wants eyes on that and be like, okay, how can I make my film just as successful? I don't consider, I don't foresee her re-editing anything after seeing the Eras tour, sure. but uh, I could see the rollout talking to AMC and the other, you know, distributors about how the Renaissance film should be rolled out. Maybe Eras will be an inspiration for her in that way. Do we see a collaboration in the future? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you never know. Yeah. I just don't. I mean, to quote Mariah when asked if she'd do it with JLo, I just don't know how that would sound. I don't know how, <laughs> don't know how that would sound. You know? They do very different things, which is always why the comparisons seem crazy to They're me. Rid it's ridiculous to compare them. The two of them because they're, they're they're so they're so different. They look beautiful in there. I'm car, holding but... the two belts, being like they're so different. <laughs> but they are actually. But they are. They're like it's like one is a belt and one is a shoe. Exactly. Both are needed for the outfit. Right. And they're yeah. both clothes. Yeah. But we don't have to. I don't compare my belts to my shoes. No. Why would you? Why would I? Yeah. They both are needed. Both belts and shoes <laughs> are needed. Uh, also, I'm gonna miss when like just like metallic bustiers go out of style because I always love them. Like when Mariah was at LA Pride and wearing kind of one, it just always looks great. I'm like, damn, Beyonce, thank you for bringing that to the forefront. Because right. I want, I'm just, it's a look that I always Matt Palmer with to. a take on fashion. You know me, I'm a fashionista. Yeah. A fashionista first. Unfortunately, we were talking on the live stream about how I can't wear silver. How, oh. you know, redheads, it's a little hard for us to wear silver. So like I, the metallic bustier of it all, I... I can't say that I'm thrilled that it's around because I, I can't partake in the trend. I personally can imagine you in a silver. I really can. And I said it in the pre-tape and I'm saying it now. I think we should all root for Matt Steele to face his fears and wear head to toe metallic next episode. I would say if it was a metallic, it would have to be a bronze. Okay. It would have to be a bronze, a copper. Ooh, a copper. I would eat that shit up. <laughs> oh my God. I would Put love me that in a penny. You. Put me on the penny, Put bitch. Me <laughs> Put me on the penny. And people will be like, who the fuck is that You're, you've lost your mind that <laughs> put, color, me, put me on the penny is, in a copper color something Ooh, I believe you the but girls I, would go but wild what, what do you think the issue with silver is it's just it's not a color that worked with my coloring mm, okay. I don't know you think it's too cold uh, it's, a, it's a little cold I don't, yeah I don't know alright I like but any, everyone watching could you imagine me in silver uh, my vote is yes and you can email us or text us leave a comment if you're watching this uh, if you can see Matt Steele in silver because I could see it it's like okay they're picturing me in silver but then they pictured me in copper and they're like oh no this is the right <laughs> way to go um, okay, and before the Eras tour film uh, in theaters, there is a teaser trailer for the Mean Girls the Musical movie that is on in route. I believe it's coming out in January, and it is going to be in theaters, not just Paramount Plus. I love that, love that, love. Very that. exciting, and it does have a little bit of Renee Rapp saying, "My name is Regina George." Mm -hmm. from, oh, and that's the thing is, I feel like. The tides, for whatever reason, have really turned on the Mean Girls musical movie. Like, people are just like, I can't wait people 
for people to see this and realize that musicals are lame or stupid or whatever. And it's like, guys, wait, I haven't seen any of those. I've takes. seen that. Oh, who? <laughs> where? That's not suggested on my feed. I've because seen, they I know, know they know they know. Come I know for them. They don't want you to get too angry and burn the whole site down. <laughs> so yes, I've seen shit like that. And I just have to say, while Mean Girls is not a perfect musical, it is solid and it's good and has a lot of like great songs in it. And I think this. A movie is going to be a lot of fun and it's not going to replace the original movie that'll always be accessible to you. Yeah. Um, did you have issue with the little pictures of the outfit and the color grading of like the plastics walking through? Uh, wasn't a, the biggest fan of that picture. Okay. Just because it was like, I, I don't know. It was, it was just an odd picture to share for me. I feel <laughs> okay. like, I, I don't know the color, the color grading. It kind of like, because it was so warm, like the pink got lost right. a little. Um, that, and the pink's kind of the point. And the pink's, the pink's the point. The pink's pink the point. has to stand out. Like, yes, let's go. Absolutely. It's kind of like if I was wearing silver, like my whole face would get lost. I don't think it was. <laughs> I think we'd be able to see your face. <laughs> um, but I mean, like, it's like one random shot. Right. That, like, it's not like a was used for like the promotional no, shot. You no, know, it's just a part of so the I'm teaser. Exci- I'm excited and I'm excited that it's opening in theaters. I love nothing more than a, a big movie musical on a big screen. I literally like two days ago, what did I do with my Friday night? I danced around my bedroom to the uh, the movie, the new movie soundtrack of the new West Side Story because mm. I was like, let me revisit this and I was just reminded how fucking great that, that was West great. Side Story it like of 2021 was um, and so I'm excited for Mean Girls I'm, yes. I'm, I mean everyone in it is like super talented right. so uh, let's go and if this is a stepping stone to getting the Legally Blonde movie musical oh, we God. deserve then everyone go see the shit and, oh, and then text uh, Reese Witherspoon and be like we need this Get it going. You have a production company, girl. You have a production company. We and, want and people this. people would see this. They would, would see this. And the musical is flawless. Flawless. So, Truly flawless. Let's go. Um, okay, what's next? Um, there was a Mean Girls reunion, but I can't really tell what it is. It's like Lindsay Lohan, Lacey Chabert, and Amanda Seyfried were spotted filming something. I don't know if this is like an ad for the movie musical or if it is it like a Super Bowl ad. It, there's, there's thoughts that it could be it for Pepsi and it's a Super Bowl thing. I think it's cute. I wonder why uh, Rachel McAdams wasn't involved. But I realize she's a busy lady. But sure. come on. I would love to see it, whatever it is. Um, I, I have sad news to report because we were, you know, kind of on a high from the writer's strike ending and how that deal came about was really positive for the writers and the people, the labor folk. And the, the studios have unfortunately suspended talks with SAG-AFTRA. AMPTP says the gap between sides is too great. Um... After meaningful conversations, it is clear that the gap between AMPTP and SAG-AFTRA is too great, and conversations are no longer moving us in a productive direction. SAG-AFTRA's current offer included what it uh, characterized as a viewership bonus that by itself would cost more than $800 million per year, which would create an untenable economic burden. Oh, this is from them, so shut, don't listen to that. (laughs) (laughs) It's apparently just like 2% of earnings is what they were asking for SAG-AFTRA, which doesn't feel like it's untenable in my point of view. I don't see that being untenable either. Um, I wish that it wasn't so like, okay, this didn't work. We're going to go back to our like sides for another however many weeks. Right. It's, like, it's like, why can't we like have, I mean, I guess, you know, time is the weapon sure. essentially in a strike. Um, so that is, it, it's just a frustrating situation. Right. Um, obviously, like I am with my union. Absolutely. Um, I am just waiting for the the go ahead, the green yes. light. Um, 
So hopefully it happens sooner rather than later. Right. I hope we're still weeks away. I think I was just so optimistic after the WGA piece happened. Yeah, no, I knew it would still be a little while. Okay. All um, right. I, like, I didn't think it would be like the next week or the week after or anything. I figured it would be over a month. Oh, okay. All right. Um, well, fine. After the WGA uh, won their strike. So well, it's hard just being like an optimistic person, you know? Yeah, usually I'm the optimistic. I know. Right? And look at me. I'm, I'm sunshine. What does that say about where I've been lately? Well, I mean, you also are closer to the SAG after strike than I am. So I'm like from afar being like, everything's going to be okay. And yeah. you're like, no, it's I'm not. Just like, well, <laughs> well, you know, as an actor, I'm always just like, you know what? Has it ever been okay? Not really. Oh, I went into this industry knowing like, it's probably not going to be okay. At least you knew. Yeah. Oh yeah. I went into it fully being like, you know what? This is probably going to suck. Right. And it does. <laughs> but hey. It does. Dahmer. Dahmer and Devos. Promote Dahmer? Oh shit! That's a I'm not super- promoting. I'm not promoting. I'm just saying you were in it. But no, I'm not. Spo- I'm a member. I'm not. Well, you don't say it. I'm not supposed to promote my own. I'm stuff. not promoting it. I'm just giving a fact. That's a fact that I read, and I'm not promoting anything I'm in. So I didn't do anything wrong. Okay. All right. All right. Great guys. But Devos is available now, and that is not a stricken thing. All right. Because not baby, struck. Because baby, that was cheap. <laughs> that That's was true. not a major motion picture. If that, it's cheap enough. It was major in spirit. Yes. And in energy. And, yes. And in uh, amazingness. And in in song and in song <laughs> that song is major babes major uh christina aguilera has announced a new las vegas residency i believe it's actually already sold out so it might get extended she is uh retaking the las vegas strip by storm with a new residency it's kicking off new year's eve weekend december 30th and 31st uh aguilera promised to bring an intimate seductive new show to the venetians voltaire belle de nu we? I don't know. Okay. Uh, and additional dates are set to be announced on oh on this past Friday. So I don't know if those additional uh, dates got announced or not. And I have to say, we as a culture are not discussing the Lotto Christina Aguilera Just Eat ad that dropped enough because it's so fucking good. I, and I can't believe I posted it in the Discord and got no responses. No one discussed it. I truly have no idea what you're talking about. They did an ad, and I was a little disappointed because. Uh, Christina Aguilera and Lotto had teased a collaboration. So I was thinking they were going to make like a real song. No shade. Uh, but <laughs> then it came out that it's just an ad for this company called Just Eat. It's like a uh, UK version of DoorDash kind of thing. Okay. And it's the, and it's like Lotto rapping about burgers over Christina Aguilera doing operatic runs. Oh, like it's operatic opera, runs. It's, and it's all opera themed for whatever reason. And it's so great and so funny and so campy. And I just want us as a culture to talk about about it more and so I'm bringing it to the forefront today. All right, well, stick it on an album. Let's I, go. I know. Let me see if I can play a little bit of it. All right. Let's see. Just so you can get an idea. Yeah, ready for something new. Uh, yes. Oh. 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 Okay, it goes on and it's really great. It's only a minute long. I want it to be like, and I need. Well, an ex- you know, most songs are these days. I know, but I need an extended version like the Britney Pepsi ad back in the day. Sure, but my oh my, I love it. I, <laughs> I really, really uh, love it. Why do the Brits get everything fun? I know. I mean, it's available to us on YouTube, but it's yeah, not the same. but like we don't have the ad. It's know? true. We can't consume the product. Did you see Simone Biles? She has made history again, reaffirmed status as the GOAT. She won the all-around world title, which is a feat in itself, but again, is breaking records while doing so. The only female gymnast in the world who has won six all-around golds in the world championship. And uh, I believe she, being 26 years old, is the oldest world or Olympic women's all-around champion since 1962. 
Okay. Just like fucking incredible. Damn. And it's also crazy that 26 is old for gymnasts. I, well, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, because your body, you're just putting your body through so damn right. much. Right. Um, it's it's even more than being a dancer. It's I just know. Like, you are being a dancer, but like you're hitting the ground. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to like, you know, trying to lift yourself. Yeah. Off dancing upon it. You're, you're trying to land. I know. That's yeah. not easy. I just wanted to give her a shout out. It's hard that's... on the joints, but you know what? Her joints are still, still going. I so know. That's amazing. Good for her. I imagine she's, is she going for the Olympics uh, in 2020? 2024? I assume so. Ha- like, is that, is 2024 a, a, cause it's every four years, right? Yeah. They happened in 2020. I think so. You know who you shouldn't ask about the Olympics? Us. Fucking me. Yeah. It's like, I love all of the stories, but like, you know what? I'm not watching the Olympics. All right. This isn't the one that's in LA, is it? Oh, maybe this is the LA one or is that 2028? I don't know. <laughs> I love when we talk about shit where we don't know anything that we're talking I about. I truly don't know. It's like if you're getting your news here, this is why we call it news for idiots. Yeah, because like, so we are the idiots. We're the idiots. Yeah. <laughs> that we, this is the news we care about and that doesn't include the Olympics. Sorry, but it does include Simone Biles being an icon. Yes, and that's yes. we're learning along with all of you. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm trying to see. There's a couple of other smaller. There's the Will and Jada of it all, which we'll discuss in um, the email segment because I believe someone sent an email about that. Uh, Best Buy supposedly is stop, going to stop selling uh, physical media in wow. 2024, which is wild wow. to me and makes me sad and scares me, honestly, because we've seen how streamers treat the content. That's a bit, that's it there. It just disappears. Right. But you know what? Maybe they'll have a resurgence. Like all the kids are buying vinyls now. Right. All those kids are buying vinyls. Right. So maybe we'll have a Blu-ray resurgence in some year because in I like would... thirty years. Oh, I would love <laughs> but, that. I mean. Um. And then did you see Suzanne Summers passed away? I did see that. It's very that's, sad. I texted my my cousin uh, Joey. Like his celebrity crush since he was a kid mm. was Suzanne Summers. Right. And so I had to text him. I was like, are you okay? And right. He's just like, the flag's at half mast, mm. but I'm going to be okay. Right. Um, and so, so I mean, I grew up watching her on Step by Step. Right. You know, and right. other, you know, people a little older watched her on Three's Company and I watched her on Three's Company too. Right. But, but for my generation, it was Step by Step. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's just like an icon. Absolutely. Also, who passed away is Piper Laurie um, at the age of 91, who I made you watch Carrie once upon you a time. Did, yes. Who literally, guys, if you want to see the greatest performance of all time, right. it's Piper Laurie in the movie Carrie. Like mm. she plays uh Carrie's like abusive, insanely crazy religious mother. Yeah. Um, and it's the most horrifying, disturbing, devastating performance like you will ever see. And so right. I've always loved her acting work. So she passed away, mm. I believe, yesterday. Right. Um, which was Saturday. Yes. Um, so rest in peace to her. <sighs> okay, so we are just we are not experts on the Middle East, and a lot of us aren't. And I just want to say that, uh, of course, we want Palestine to be free, but we also don't want civilians in either nation to be harmed, to be killed. That is not something we are going to be celebrating. Terrorism is not Terrorism okay. Terrorism is not okay. Ever, literally ever. And right. Should never be justified. And neither are war crimes. Happened. And but the thing is, this is uh, this. People are like, it's not a complex issue. It is in that. We're not the most knowledgeable, and I feel like we as a culture, a community, should do our research, do all of your due diligence, but the knee-jerk celebration of civilian death was hard to hear that day that that occurred. I was utterly revolting. It was very unacceptable. shocking, because of course, even if you think of it in a high level, we're talking about if you are not, you know, you are anti the Israeli government for war crime reasons, which makes sense, that does not outweigh the humanity, the fact that there was a loss of life in such a major way. Um, and you, again, I've seen the New York Times article where you can see the amount of deaths per year from Israel and Palestine. And so Palestine has been going through this 
for a very long time. So I understand people's reactions, but this I did almost feel at a moment that it, we were celebrating this terrible terrorist attack, you know? So it is sad. It's heartbreaking. We are rooting for no loss of civilian life. We want Palestinians to be free and we want the Israeli government to not, you know, commit we, war crimes we, that are funded by the U.S. Well, the thing is, the Israelis and the Jewish people have a right to live. Right. And as, as well do as innocent civilians who are in Palestine. Absolutely. And, and so, guys... I just want to say, you know, because we all we we're in an age where it's like everyone has to take like a firm stance right. on something, um, or else like they get like reamed on social media, right. and everything, right. and it's like guys, none of us here at Two Gay Mats, and I'm pretty positive no one listening <laughs> to Two Gay Mats is an expert on this topic, and it's also like, and so so I, I just want to say like you can let yourself off the hook if you if you have complex feelings about this or you don't exactly know like how to feel other than harm. No sane person wants innocent civilians to die. Right. No sane person wants that. And so we're in an age where everyone is just like wants to sort of like get random people like and accuse them of like wanting people to die like online. It's it's like, "Oh, well if you're listening to this, then you must want children to die." And it's like it's it's like no no one wants that and I feel like people are using this opportunity as like a got trying to have, make it be a gotcha moment which right. I don't find okay. Um, th- what happened in Israel last Saturday was absolutely abhorrent and the Jewish people as you know a group of people for centuries have endured so much and what happened on Saturday it being the the deadliest day for uh, Jewish people since the Holocaust is absolutely disgusting the terrorist group Hamas is is it's unacceptable and they are and they also just like the, the fact that they just like use their people as shields is utterly disgusting and I, I'm just like so heartbroken by the entire thing because innocent people are like just dying right and and it's just something I I no one wants to see that right. and 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 I it's hard because like as a person who hosts a podcast it's like oh I have to say something profound or I have to say something smart right. or I have to say some I have to say the quote unquote right thing and it's like I don't know what to say it's just sad and, you know? and luckily and- there are you know people who we hire who we elect to say the right thing I'm happy that uh, the Biden administration is working to because you know, um. Uh, Israel is, you know, you know, telling the people of Palestine, like, you need to get out because this is what's going to happen. Um, but unfortunately, like they are these innocent people are trapped. And so right. I'm happy that the Biden administration is uh, taking the measures to help them get out. I don't know exactly how that's happening, right. but I've heard it's happening. Um, and so I just I just wish for swift peace um, and to the families who are affected. Like, absolutely. It's it's devastating. I mean, like anyone who is, uh, you know, I have a lot of Jewish friends and everyone I know who is Jewish has people that they know in Israel. Um, and there are so many people who, you know, are Palestinian who know so many people, uh, in Gaza. And I just, my heart goes out to all the innocent people who are affected by absolutely this. because yeah. yes, there, that, that day was a tough day for Israelis, but there have been very tough years for Palestinians for a long time. Well, so it's we're been going a rough be, time for that area. Absolutely. For so long. It's for, just like you know, civilian deaths everywhere is not something we're rooting for. No. And, uh, yeah, so it's tough. It's a tough conversation. And if someone had a solution, we would have heard of it by now. It's been so long. So we're just hoping to promote peace here at two gay mats. And, um, yeah, let's not 
And if you don't feel the need to post something, you don't have to. I think silence yeah. is golden. And some like people were posting things as a knee-jerk reaction in a way that I was like, this could really be hurtful for people that oh are reading God. this. Um, but anyways. Yeah, and, and it's okay if you if you don't if it's okay if you don't know. Yes. We are not there. Um, and the thing is, like anything that gets posted, regardless of like what side it is, people are yelling like this is propaganda, and people are like, no, this isn't propaganda. This is propaganda. No, this is propaganda. And it's like, I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm not there. I know. All I know is my heart is bleeding. Yeah, it has just, been bleeding for an entire week. Absolutely. You know, so it, it's, you know, just you know, think about your loved ones, hold your loved ones close, and anyone who is hurt by this, reach out to them. Um, and ask them how they're doing. Yes. And remember the yeah. humanity first before anything else, yeah. any sort of political agenda. Okay. Yes. All right. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with more to get Matt's. Matt Palmer, give us the commercial. Oh, yes. Guys, thank you so much for listening or watching the podcast. If you enjoy it, please go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review uh, or rating. It definitely helps the podcast grow. We want to make sure as many people can hear the fun that we're having as possible. And if you really like us, go to patreon.com slash 2gaymats. And for as little as $5 a month, you get extra bonus content from us. I'm actually posting our uh, lemonade review that we filmed before I left. Oh, that Uh, feels like forever ago. I know. It feels like forever but it's going up live tomorrow at 8 a.m and so if you want to watch that and all our other bonus videos and content you should go there and if you go up to the 15 dollars 25 dollar level you can request that we review or react to something of your choosing and you get to join the discord for five dollars or more and it's just so much fun it's like the friends you haven't met yet montana made fun of me for saying that because she posted like a bunch of bitchy stands like arguing with each other about like who's more successful selena or you know demi and i'm like yeah it's that too <laughs> we, we can carry two truths being like you know combative monsters and also friends sure <laughs> yes a lovely way of putting it absolutely sure. all right guys so this is email my heart this is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have you can be a part of email my heart if you email us at two gaymats at gmail.com two is spelled t-w-o yes all right we got an email from our friend brian hi brian this email was a little triggering <laughs> I, I didn't even know that like any of this was happening because I woke up to this email. Oh, really? And it's, the subject line is, make it make sense. I know you don't want to revisit this, <laughs> but the Kathys and Jamies around the globe need you to help us through this collective trauma again. With the revelations that Jada and Will have been separated since 2016 and Jada thought the Oscars incident was a sketch, please reframe and recontextualize this incident and explain to us what is going on. Make it make sense. Also, please rank who needs therapy the most. Will, Jada, Willow, Jaden, or us. Thank you, Brian. Brian, I will have you know I am at the bottom of the list of people who needs therapy for this because I'm doing fine. I'm not thinking about it because there's nothing to think about because it's ridiculous. It's just... Enough. And it's like, okay, we were talking in the pre-show. I understand that Jada has just put out her memoir. And so all of the like headlines are going to be rushing to the top. But I don't know if she has a deal with Pop Crave or something. I feel like I've heard every single bombshell nonstop since this book has been released. And the slap moment of 2016 and the fact, or I guess not of 2016, but the fact that they have been separated since 2016. Like I, I, the whole thing is... Uh, it's just like it felt like we were already talking about this for so long mm-hmm. and it's finally we finally feel like we can put it to bed and it's still the top news story I feel like it is time for us to stop learning new things about their marriage their former marriage whatever it was I hope this memoir is the end <laughs> and I, I feel like I've made this hope before it was like I just don't want to talk about the slap anymore I don't want to talk about Will and Jade anymore oh, girl his memoir hasn't come out no yet. it has oh it, it has, has? And, he, and apparently it just didn't make enough headlines because he said they were separated in 2016 
in his book, which had come out years ago. What? I know. How did I? How did no one know this? I, I have no idea because I guess people. I do feel he like, needs Michelle Williams to narrate on his <laughs> audiobook, and then it would win a Grammy, and if, people would know. If only I do feel like there is a sect of Twitter that is like. I, I, like the most mad at Jada for this whole slap thing and this whole situation that their family or the fact that we know so much about their family. And so it's more exciting that it comes from Jada. It's like, oh, Jada is so annoying for X, Y, Z reasons. And they leave Will alone. And to me, it's like, none of this is my business. We were talking, someone asked if we were going to talk about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey holding hands or whatever. And we said, no, because that I don't care. <laughs> I could, and, I, sure. and as much as like, I think they were a cute family unit and, you know, Willow is so, such a talent and people love Jaden. I also don't care. Like, I I don't need to hear any more about it. And, you know, it doesn't really change or recontextualize the slap for me because, you know, even if they weren't actively married, like, that's the mother of his children. So I get why he'd still be upset saying the word wife was weird for Jada. But again, I don't want this taking up my brain space. I want to push this out to pasture. And maybe today is that day. It's not because the <laughs> memoir is still coming out, whether you like it or not. And people oh. will talk about it for like maybe a week and a half longer. You can deal. Really? You don't think that was it? No, they'll talk about it a little, just like a little bit longer. Okay. You know, whatever. Okay. Um, I just, the fact that she said, I thought the thing was a sketch. Yes. Um, Kind of. The f- I don't understand why she didn't say that sooner. <laughs> because I always, whenever I watch that, like rewatch that clip, there's like an angle where you can see it happening, like from mm. the audience perspective. And you see her. And I've always been like, her reaction is so odd. Really? Like when it? It all what does she do? She, nothing. She sits mm. there and she like has this little smile on her face, kind of just like, oh, isn't this cute? Well, and, 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 I'm just like, and I'm just like, why is she reacting? Like, why isn't she like, I don't know, like being like, Will, Will, are you okay? Like, what, right. like what's going on? Calm down, blah, 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 blah. Um, like, I, it's just, it was, didn't feel like a natural reaction to have when your husband, you know, does something like that, especially right. on national TV. Like, yeah. It, and so I was like, why isn't she confused? Why is she acting like this is normal? Mm. And now I see it's like, oh, because she thought it was a sketch. <laughs> but then I would kind of be like, girl, you didn't tell me that you were rehearsing this, but now we know why he wouldn't tell her because they're not living in the same yeah, house. They're living separate lives at this uh, point. Uh, uh, you know what? So I'm glad like I have that context to know like why her reaction was that because I've always been like, this is weird. <laughs> um, and it, it still is weird. It is. Like everything involved in this scenario is still is weird. Um, but you know what? I wish everyone the best. I hope that they can move on. And also she said that Chris Rock asked her out yeah she, she also said tupac had alopecia like she said a lot she like, said I know. tupac was the love of her life or something Did she like say that love of her life? she said something like that maybe i don't want to spread you know because there's been enough misinformation like all long <laughs> from you know and so i don't want to spread that misinformation but yes. i want to say i read that somewhere that she said that um and so yeah she was saying a lot and you know and it's her that's, memoir that's the thing that's what you're supposed to do for a memoir so yeah. i can't really fault her or the publisher but i just I hope that we as a society have moved on from needing more information about their former marriage. That's what I hope. I just don't need the headlines, you know, to quote Spice Girls reunion track. Let the headlines be quiet and uh, great, true. great quiet second true. verse. Great second verse. <laughs> Best second verse ever. All right. Uh, from, from the Spice Girls. Okay. Great, <laughs> great like, well, second we belong verse. together exists. Mel, oh, that is a great oh, second verse. Hello. We need to have a video where we talk about the best second verses That's in a great. I, I was just watching a uh, YouTube podcast of Jonta Austin, who's a co-writer on We Belong Together and on Shake It Off, and it's like that and Get Your Number. And uh, he was talking about that song and how it was put together, and it's just such an interesting listen. I would recommend, I think that podcast is called R&B Money, and I would recommend his episode a lot because he's written so many great songs. And also, this is neither here nor, nor there. He's he must be 
50 or like he's a, an adult man, like very, you know, of, of a certain age. He looks so good. <laughs> and so that's just another plus as to why you should watch it. John's Austin, R&B Money. Great episode. Uh, I don't know where this direction turns to there. I mean, I'm, I w- but you know what I'd rather talk about? Hot this <laughs> than Will and Jada, who I hope are well. Yeah, I hope, their well. hope they eventually get that divorce, maybe. If they don't want to, that's fine. But at least sure. it's also like, if you see Will out with a new girlfriend or you see Jada out with, you know, because she like said that she had like a dalliance with some guy at some point and everyone was up in arms, but it was after they were separated. So there was no reason yeah, so to be. Why didn't they say that? I like, I why didn't they say that at the time? But I, now we know. And there's no more to know. There's no more to Oh, I'm sure there's more to know. I want to put it to bed. I'm sure there's Ed. more to know. Ed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the next email comes from Helen. And Helen gave us two questions. She says, two for one questions. Email my heart. Yay! Um, hey, Matt, I have two questions that will hopefully be fun to answer. Uh, first, I had an inkling of this when I suggested a while back that Greta Gerwig should direct the Wicked movie. But after seeing Barbie, I am convinced that this girl wants to make wants to direct one so badly. I mean, Barbie is basically an MGM musical without the songs mm. being diegetic. I except for just Ken, obviously. So what should she adapt? A classic musical remake, something recently on Broadway, or something completely original? She is clearly a theater kid at heart, and we should let her be. Let's answer that question first. What musical should Greta Gerwig direct? For me, of those options, I would love to see a completely original musical. Oh, really? I think that would be really exciting and fun. And I feel like there's so much, you know, people are going to love her and want to work with her so she can hire the best songwriters in the business to make something beautiful. And she, I feel like, is such a visionary and can make something out of nothing or out of, you know, an IP. (laughs) So maybe the Hot Wheels movie or whatever should be a musical and she should direct it and, you know, have the concept from scratch because I think that would be so exciting and I feel like if anybody can do it Greta Gerwig could do it well have you told her about your Vanderpump Rules musical that you you have been dying to write I have been I have been dying to write it but if she'd like to make one she, I can get someone give her my number because I'm available. A song has already been written. Well, Absolutely. like a, a piece of a yeah, song. Yeah, a piece of a song. And by a piece, we mean like a line. Hey. But like, what a line of music. Hello. Just repeat it over and over again. You got a musical. That's the thing. Um, so I would like to see, you know, I prefer, you know, musicals that are adapted from the stage okay. to the screen. Yes. Uh, I think Greta Gerwig would, would, would make an awesome company. I think she, and also I know Noah loves company as well. He, Lord, he put two songs in it and from it in marriage story. Mm. Um, so I think Greta Gerwig would make a really solid company. But then I thought I was like, Oh wait, 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 Greta Gerwig should direct a movie adaptation of the musical of the secret garden. I would mm. die. Get Sir Sharon in to play 10 year old Mary Fagan. I don't give a shit that she's like however many years too old. Get her in there. Get Timothy Chalamet to play 11 year old Colin. I don't care. <laughs> Like, get them. I want a movie musical adaptation of The Secret Garden directed by Greta Gerwig. We did The Secret Garden in high school. Yeah, and it's incredible. Thank you. Anyway, so the next question... Uh, that Helen asked is second I've been re-watching a lot of halftime shows and I suddenly got the idea that there if there were to be another ensemble show a la the 2022 hip hop tribute there could be an American Idol themed show you could have Kelly and Carrie you could have Fantasia fresh off her Academy Award I like the way you think Helen mm-hmm. you could have J-Hud and for the straights you could even have Daughtry or Philip Phillips you could even give the theater kids a heart attack and give Ka- get Catherine McPhee up there and I guess one person from the new version fine <laughs> who else do you think should be included in this group Group, and what should they sing? Thanks for keeping me entertained on my commute to my new job. Your mm. favorite British American, Helen. Uh, well, I feel like Grace would chop our head off if we didn't say David Archuleta. David Archuleta. <laughs> he should absolutely be included. And, you know, I he's feel- included in most things football. Absolutely. Yes. He loves, you know, Mormon football, ex-Mormon footballer we love. Yes. Uh, I think 
getting a lot of you know as, as a couple of people from season one would be very nostalgic and very mm-hmm. exciting like I'd love to see Tamira Gray up on that stage Justin Guarini of course coming off of his stretch as uh, whatever character he was in the Britney Spears musical Once Upon a One More Time uh, so yeah I feel like I, I know that as things went on there should be some people picked out from there but like a heavy focus on the earlier seasons I feel like would be very nostalgic for the American people I want a straight up Melinda Doolittle concert oh. at the halftime show I want her singing all the best covers Jordan Sparks should be there as a, a featured uh, <laughs> listen Jordan Sparks got the title of season 6 and she has give Melinda Doolittle the Super Bowl she has several pop hits too sure what? well the, she can pop in Melinda can duet mm. on uh, what's it called uh, uh, well, no, what's no that, air what's that great song uh, no, the, the real Battlefield oh, I mean, that's a great song that's everyone great should song. just do a cover of Battlefield <laughs> Um, that'd be a great Super Bowl halftime show. And you know, I love LA Yamin too. So those, my, my three American idols, Mm. like contestants are always Fantasia, Melinda Doolittle, Elliot Yamin, throw Megan Joy in there. Remember Megan Joy? I don't. She sang, um, by the middle of the season, she was just over it. Mm. And she, uh, sang, uh, Rock and Robin. And at the end, like, cacawed. <laughs> I think she was, I think she was season eight. That's pretty funny. Um, and it was just an iconic moment. She was an agent of chaos. And mm. so put her in the halftime show. Let's okay. go. Um, and also not to just be a downer. This would never happen. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to do, are you ready? Do you feel ready for two gay minutes? No, I'm, okay. I've never been so unprepared for I, two gay minutes in my entire life. I think it's going to be exciting for people. I told Matt Palmer and the people on the live chat that like traffic was really bad uh, getting up here. And so usually I write out my two gay minutes as I'm waiting in the car, like for the 15 minutes before I knock on the door. Yes. Um, and I was not able to do that this week. And it's really a shame because some exciting shit is happening on Big Brother uh, this week. Okay. Are you ready? I guess, guys, this is going to be a mess. I'm so sorry. You're going to be I, great. I'm, I'm going to wing it. I'm going to wing it. Three, two, one. All right. Let's after go. Jag won the power of veto, fucking Bowie Jane was like, fuck it. The whole house wants Cameron gone. And he's a comp beast. I'm going to backdoor him. She did that. And Cam was like, well, what the fuck? I guess I'm never going to get the votes to stay. So he proceeded to like reveal everyone's shit, especially to Sari. He was just like, Jag and Matt, Jag and Matt. They are a powerful duo. You need to go after them. And Sari, mm-hmm. who has a good relationship with Matt, was just like, oh, good to know. Ooh, what do I do about this? Um, so then there was a secret head of household competition where like if you won you didn't have to tell anyone that you won Uh, and so you would think that like oh secret head of household it should be a competition where like anyone can win it's a crapshoot competition it shouldn't be super physical what was it it was the comic book competition which I fucking hate (laughs) it's so boring and takes up so much time but it's also the most physical competition that they have every year Mm. so of course it's gonna be Matt or Jag who are the most physical capable like like physically capable men in the house and everything Matt is a fucking Olympian and yeah and so like when it was over people were like who was it who was it and Suri was just like, motherfuckers, it's Matt or Jag. And they figured out that it was Jag, but Jag uh, played it really, really horribly. He told a bunch of people, he told Corey in America, he said, I'm the secret HOH. And it's like, bitch, don't tell them. Like, you might have to put them up. But he was like, my my target is blue. And it's like, okay, random target. You should be going after the showman's Corey in America. Like, let's go. But it was like, okay, this is going to be a horrible week. He was playing his hand terribly. Um, just like, like, just not, his social game was just really bad this week. And everyone thought this week was going to be a total bust. There's another twist. There's a double veto. Uh, Jag and blue won both which essentially the double veto is like there's two power of vetoes okay. and so Jag won one Blue won the other so Blue was able to save herself so since Blue is safe Jag was kind of just like you know what since my target is uh, going to be leaving 
fuck it. I'm going to, when Blue takes herself off, I'm going to put up America and then I am going to take off Felicia, who he puts up, and I am going to put up Corey and I'm going to backdoor Corey or America, probably Corey, and everyone's just like, fuck, yes, this is the move to make. So we went from being like, oh, this is going to be a horrible week to being like, this is going to be the best fucking week. Tomorrow is the veto ceremony and I'm so fucking excited. Jag, Jag is such a king. I love him personality-wise. He's not great at Big Brother, but, <laughs> but personality-wise, he's a legend and just adorable and I That's love him. two minutes. All right. That was great. Sure, it was I fun. felt like that was good. I could give in more details, how to be a little more fun. No, but, you know, I feel was... like I understood most of what you were saying. And I'm glad that you're at a point with the season where you're like, oh, someone's made a move that's actually really fun and good. Well, I mean, like this season is very much like just when you think it's like, oh, no, that's going to go downhill from here. Right. It like picks up a little bit. That's and good. something exciting happens. So I'm hoping, uh, you know, they continue on with the backdoor plan of Korean America. Right. Uh, for tomorrow, and so I'm I'm really excited about that. Fingers across. Fingers yeah. across, guys. Are right, do you have a two game minute? I do. You are can, you gonna let me start the draw timer? I mean, yes, this time? and I hope if I start before you, you click start after. Oh, all right. <laughs> are you ready? Are you ready? Yes. Three, two, one, go. Okay, mine is not Bravo related this week, and it actually might be something you have an opinion on. So whatever. Um, but for me, I. There are two things I have. I have a lot of feelings about the Metro card situation in New York tying into uh, just like basically tapping all around the cities is okay. I love Apple. We know this. I love using my Apple Pay, being able to just like show my face, click my side button, and then like pay for something with my phone is very cool. And I love it. But the fact that the Metro cards, from what I understand, are going to soon not be available and the only way that you can use the subway in the New York City subway station is by tapping your fucking phone or your credit card is not fair. Like it's classist there are people in the world that need to take public transportation that are not going to have credit cards with tap functionalities or like an Apple Pay option and I just can't imagine that this I don't understand how it's even legal for them to do this and I, there's like a couple of places by me that do it and I, they think it's cute and like keeping things sleek and like we're a cash free place blah 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 and I'm like that's great and again I like technology I'm very pro technology but the idea that everyone has this technology and this is the only way to get on a subway or like my coffee place across the street like they don't take cash I'm like you should take fucking cash because there are a lot of people that still are only dealing in cash and you cannot be like oh well then they just don't get access to the subway station because the coffee is annoying but you can live without coffee people need the fucking subway people need the metro and I think it's wrong I think it's a weird thing and there needs to be like legislation against doing this about certain services about especially like public transport. I just think it's crazy. All right. Well, you have 25 more seconds. Well, you can talk. How do you feel about it? I <laughs> had no idea this was happening. It seems, yeah, it seems weird. It's like, weird. I, yeah, like I, there should be, if you want to like reduce like the, the like number of cards or whatever that sure. like, taken out and everything to like reduce waste and stuff like that, there, but there needs to be an option for people who don't have like access to their phones or access to a credit card. Like what right. if you lose your credit card? Exactly. What if you lose your phone? Like, and you're just like, fucked. What are you going to do? Like this is a, that's not a good idea. There has to be I a agree. workaround. I agree. So yeah. these are this is just a feeling I had. I did like tapping. I will say because because the thing is, I bought a card and then it like broke. Yeah, in my like let's give a tap option. I, I love tap a tap option. option. Fun. I love options, and pe- more people will use it. The number of metro cards will go down. Sure, but it can't just be that. Matt Steele. Yeah. What has been giving you moments this week? All right. So something that I've always been kind of embarrassed by is as, you know, like a person who likes movies and everything is I have never seen Richard Linklater's before trilogy. Oh, before sunrise, before sunset and before midnight. I've, I've seen like parts of before sunrise, but never the whole thing. Mm. And so I was, you know, I'm, I have always wanted to see all of them and, and everything. And I'm also like, 
kind of writing something that I'm like, oh, could this be a little before sunrise? So okay. I was like, maybe I want to watch this to like have some sort of inspiration. Um, so I watched Before Sunrise last night. It's so fucking romantic. <laughs> it is so fucking good. It's literally, if you don't know what it is, it's, it was in 1995 uh, starring Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy, um, directed by Richard Linklater. And it's basically about um, this these two you know young people in their mid-20s. They meet on a train and they just start chatting. And Ethan Hawke's character is just like, he like starts to get off and he's like, you know what? I really like you. I feel like we have a connection. I'm like, I'm taking a flight out of Vienna, which was the stop they were at mm. um, in literally like at nine o'clock in the morning. And it was like mid afternoon at this point. And he's like, and so all I was going to do all day was just walk around Vienna and wait for my flight. And I would really love it if you walked around with me and like we spent the whole day together. And Julie Delby's like, fuck yeah, like let's do it. Um, and so they just, it's the entire movie's just them walking around Vienna, just like talking and like having this like beautiful connection and like they know that they only have one day together not even a whole day but like mm. they just have like a night together where they can and this is before social media so they're just like the only if we try to keep in touch the only way we could do it is like maybe like writing but right. like how can we sustain that because she's French and he's American mm. it's just like we can't sustain that so like this is literally like our only time that we're going to have together and it's just so beautiful like and you know they're young and they you know have their little like artsy fartsy minds and everything but they're never annoying about it right <laughs> like and they talk about like philosophical things but like it's all so relatable and so charming and their chemistry together is just so so great and I don't know. It's it, it's just wonderful seeing like such an overtly romantic, you know, movie again, because I feel like in culture sort of like strayed away from that a little bit in terms totally. of like art that's popular. I mean, like we have like the heart stoppers of the world and everything. And, you know, I love past lives, <laughs> you know, past lives is my jam. Yes. Um, but it, so it's just wonderful, like seeing more of that. And I can't wait to watch before sun or before sunset, which is the second of the trilogy, which came out in 2004. Mm. Uh, so nine years later. And it's like when they're reunited. Oh, that's amazing. Um, and appa apparently that's like most people's favorite okay. out of the trilogy. So I'm excited. To watch that one, so did, did he do Boyhood? He did with Richard Linklater is Boyhood and okay. School of Rock. Okay, great. And he's doing the uh, Ben the, Platt, the Merrily We Roll yes, Along movie, which movie. will take decades to make, <laughs> which I'm so excited about. Rich, I love Richard Linklater's like sort of theme of uh, like you know like time. Yeah, <laughs> time. Like, I'm gonna make one movie, 1995, 2004. I'm gonna have the same damn people bring him back and then 2013 was the third movie called Before Midnight same people same people right same idea and everything it's just gonna be another decade later um and so you know he it, the fact that he utilizes the theme of like time and everything in film and like actually like has time pass right like is that's cool I mean you know he does it for you know multiple movies now right. at this point and everything so you would think oh it's so sticky is this his gimmick but you see every movie and you're just like no but this is great <laughs> <laughs> like no it's working like it's really great so keep doing it so I'm mean, excited for merrily we roll along i'm gonna be so old when it comes out that's true but um but i'll still look young all right yeah that's, <laughs> that's all i have to, that's the period that's the button at the end of that that's great news. yes matt yes. palmer what has been giving you moments this week talk about broadway uh, yes so i am again the broadway matt the broadway baby that's uh in this in the show right now um so on Saturday, I uh, went to see Kimberly Akimbo. I saw the matinee. And I I will say one thing that was weird about New York is like people are very over COVID. Like I was wearing the mask in the subway. I was wearing mask in the theater. And I was like one of very few. Um, but anyways, I go in there. We sit down and the show begins. And I'm thinking I know the show. I've listened to it all of this time. But it almost felt like 
one day when the visuals come out, it's like I will know the music so well that like the visuals will just expand things for me because it's like I get why people are like, oh, I don't want to hear it until I see the show. Mm-hmm. But for me, it like it just builds upon the sure. beauty of the cast recording. Mm-hmm. And I really went in because I know the basic story arc and like how it goes thinking like, oh, well, maybe I'll cry a little at the end. Like those last few songs don't really, you know, just sonically are not my favorites. But truly at the beginning of Skater Planet, I'm Ball. Skater Planet. I can't. Oh, I'm like, that's so. Not, that's not the song to cry. This is what I'm saying. I cried through the entire show. Like, every. Like, I was so happy to have the mask on because, like, you could kind of. Like, <laughs> they, no one. You could see it coming out of my eyes a little bit, but it just flew right into the mask. You couldn't see, like, the, the cry face one makes with their mouth. But I'm like, I cannot believe I'm crying already. Like, this is only going to get more intense. And. I loved it so, so, so much. All of the scene work that happens in between the songs, because again, this is not an operetta, this isn't Les Mis, so there are pieces of the story that I did not get just from listening to the cast recording, and seeing it so fleshed out on stage, and these actors, the performers are unbelievable, especially Victoria Clark. Oh, your first Victoria Clark experience. I'm going to cry from that. Victoria (laughs) Clark, because the thing is, you get who she is from the cast recording, and like it comes through, but what she does on that stage, Mm -hmm. I... In no second did I like debate in my head, is this a teenage girl? I was like, oh no, that person is 17. You I'm Victoria Clark is so phenomenal. She's a genius. You need to watch The Light in the Piazza. Okay. And PBS recorded it. Victoria Clark in The Light in the Piazza is a is a, an unforgettable performance. And like sure, it's like musically Light in the Piazza is not like as much your bag. Right. Um, <laughs> but her performance and just the overall show. I could go on forever about Light in the Piazza. I love it so much. Um, but you need to see what she does with Light in the Piazza. I, she is so phenomenal. I would be happy to. She blew me away. Justin Cooley was also very, very good. Like mm-hmm. Seth, Weedis doesn't have so much to do on the songs, I feel like, but like in the show and like how they interacted was so beautiful and so cute. And I thought so much of the staging was really inventive. I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen the show, but you know the song in which they're all in the car together and uh, it's like the dad and Seth and Kimberly. They are like sitting in like a front row of a car seat and like pretending to bounce over speed bumps and going left and right on mm-hmm. turns. And I'm like, oh, this is really well done. And like the middle of the stage keeps going up and down. So when you get to the inevitable turn, they're like sitting around the dinner table and it's turning on its axis. Like we're getting a little lame this moment. Okay. And I was sad because uh, Bonnie Milligan was not at my performance, but her understudy was incredible and did a great job. But Fuck if better is not. Like, I'm telling you, I know I talk about better all of the time, but if we had a two-game Mats award, better would be nominated and maybe would be the front runner for song of the year. Right, what an incredible song. And it's you, great. You get so much of the personalities from the other, like the show choir kids as well, that like you get a little bit of it on the cast recording, but each of them were so unique and individual and it felt so real and so like age appropriate, even though the themes are of course a little bit more serious and adult and like high stakes. Like the kids felt like kids because, you know, except Victoria Clark, they fucking were. Yeah. I just was entirely blown away the staging. I loved the, the set, how it moved. I loved the big screen. I was like, oh, it's almost like Renaissance <laughs> with these big sure. screen binder. And it just, I, I was filled with so much joy. And it was great going with my friend Ashley because I, of course, have listened to this cast recording on loop for months. And she came into it fresh and was like, I could tell that people knew the show better than I did, but like the themes are so universal that like she was crying by the end too. She wasn't yeah. crying during Skater Planet. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But well, I it's a rare was. breed that cries during Absolutely. Skater Planet, ladies and gentlemen. And I 
I'm of that breed. Uh, okay, so interesting. Same theater, the Booth Theater. Mm. Which show do you prefer, Next to Normal or Kimberly Akimbo? They're very different. It's like a Beyonce versus Taylor. They're both necessary okay. and very different. I cannot pick one. Um, it, you know what? It's like other things happening in the world. You, you just need to just be like overall thoughts. My <laughs> overall thought is that they're both. It's like I, I more felt like if I was a college kid now, I would go to it like I went to Next Normal. Like I would go to it all the fucking sure. time okay. and get do the lottery as much as I could because I just it it just was so moving to me. And I'm just so happy because, you know, there are many amazing things about living in L.A., but like missing the original Broadway cast of things is kind of always like, oh, that would have been cool to see them sure. perform it. So I got to see so much of that original Broadway cast perform this excellent piece. I listened to Fun Home today just because I was in my Janine Tesori moments and I just... What about I, Carolina Change? You didn't listen to Carolina Change I today? I didn't. Well, I mean, I did have a full travel day before we turned on the podcast to record mm-hmm. and go live. Like, I've done a lot. I have traveled across the country uh, you know, took a nap and now I'm on a podcast. Is that not enough? Uh, well, you know, Carolina Change is only like two hours and like eight that's, minutes or whatever. You, you had that time. I don't know that you I You had did. that time on the plane to listen to Carolina Change, but it's fine. Do you find that yeah. you cry more easily now that you're old? I do. <laughs> yeah. I do. I and am... the thing is, I don't cry at, like in real life events so easily, but yeah. like as far as like the art I'm seeing, yes. and me I cry more for like art that touches Absolutely. me or like moments in like my past that like touch me now. Yes. Like I think back on it, and I'm like, oh my God, I will be at work and I'll just like, I'll think of like a move, like a moment in a movie I haven't seen in years mm. and just like turn around and just cry. <laughs> like I'm just like, oh, right. like I don't know. I just feel more emotional. And I was, when I, I was watching The View, they said uh, something like on average, um, uh, men cry 1.9 times a month and women cry on average 3.9 times a month. And mm. I was like, bitch, I cry 3.9 <laughs> times a day. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? See, I don't do it a lot, but when I start, I kind of, like, when it's Skater Planet, I, did, I knew I wasn't going to stop. Until well, but also, what do you consider cry? Like, do you consider cry like tears are streaming and it's happening or like tears are welling? Because I'm like, oh, tears are welling. Um, I, but like, I need to stop myself because I'm at work. Uh, <laughs> I would say either. And okay. I don't, I don't think I well up a lot. Okay. just regular life. Oh, you just go for it. I just like when I when I start, I can't stop. It's oh. like I can't once it pop, you can't just can't oh, stop. I can stop. You know? Oh, baby, I'm an actor. I, I know how stop. to flip that switch I can, on. I feel it in the throat, and mm. like it just is coming up and coming out. <laughs> so I yeah. So it's not really an either or. For Ooh, me. that reminds me of like uh, in like vocal performance classes mm. or t- vocal tech classes when you know if you're a an acting major, you've seen your classmates have breakdowns, <laughs> and, uh, and and you know they would you know sing, and then you could just hear it in their throat. They were getting upset about yeah, something, like, or like they were getting like too emotionally invested mm. in the song and everything, and they were just like. I, I can't sing anymore. It's in my throat. I know. That's those are impressive people who can sing while crying. Yeah, I feel like there's like a handful of people who can do it. Yeah, Jennifer Hudson can do it. Yes, Kiala Settle can do it. Yes, Fantasia can do it. Kelly Clarkson cannot because <laughs> she started <laughs> She's like, this part We're over and this over and again. over. <laughs> but it was a great song to start again because we Absolutely. loved hearing that intro about we six times. <laughs> very much did. So Matt yeah. Steele, yes. Is there anything else you want to tell the people? I don't think so. This has been such a joy. Yeah, it's good to be back. I we know. So happy to be back. And if you're a patron, check 8 a.m. in the morning, LA time, and you'll see our lemonade review. And for everybody else, we will see you soon with brand new two game mats and two game mats of the podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.